If you listened to last week's podcast, you heard my big news. I have a new sponsorship for this year. Homeland Credit Union has graciously and generously decided to partner with me and my podcast this year, and I could not be more excited. We love Homeland. My mom and dad have banked there for as long as I can remember. My husband and I have accounts there, and we opened accounts for our kids. So we have three generations of family banking there, and it has been absolutely wonderful. It is pure nostalgia for me anytime I go in with my kids because I remember being a little girl going in with my parents. They have the best customer service. They are so helpful and they will answer all of your questions, anything you need. So any banking needs that you may have, give them a call 740-775-3331 and be sure to let them know that Elena sent you. Hi there, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I am your host, Alana, and I'm super excited to have you join me today. Today on the podcast is super, super special. It is with my sweet friend, Heidi Hall. Heidi is a preschool teacher at Ross County Christian Academy. And if you have had the honor and privilege of her having your child, grandchild, um, niece, nephew, <laughs> You are so, so blessed. She is fantastic with those little kids. They absolutely adore her. Um, But Heidi's story is so special. It's so special to me personally. Um, It touches my heart just in a really, really special way. And you know how sometimes things happen in life when – Like you can go back and you can think exactly where you were, what you were doing when you experienced it or heard about it or whatever. Well, that's how this was. Like I remember exactly where I was. I actually heard her story secondhand the first time. And I can tell you exactly where I was, what we were doing, who I was with. And when it was told to me, I just cried. And it just... The Lord is so kind and so good and so faithful. I just, I don't have any words. And then it was probably another year or so before I had the opportunity to sit down with Heidi. And um, we did over my favorite thing, chips and salsa. And (laughs) we sat and she told me um, all the ins and outs of it. And I just sat there with my jaw dropped and it was beautiful and it was powerful. And it is, it is the Lord's kindness on display. I mean, I don't really know how else to even say it. It is one of those stories that just makes you go, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So I'm just telling you, be ready because it is, it's a story that you'll never forget. Um, And it's just so, so special. So I invite you to grab a drink and join us for this really special conversation as we pour it out. Well, hi, friend. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) Took me a while, but here I am. (laughs) Funny story. I actually asked Heidi at the beginning of the summer, 
And she said, oh, let me think about it. And so I never heard anything back. And I thought, I'm not going to bug her. If she wants to do this, she'll let me know. But then yesterday, I thought, I'm going to just check because we're getting ready to start school. And so this would be the last day before she gets crazy into school. And so I thought, so I sent the text and said, hey, let's try this a different route. I'm free tomorrow and Friday. Could you do this? And she said, yes. And then later she said, well, I said yes before I thought about it. <laughs> I did. I didn't have time to think. Because <laughs> if I thought about it, I'd probably say no. <laughs> so I am so thankful um, that you didn't have time to think. Uh, you're here. Um, so to get started, let's just have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Well, my name is Heidi Hall, and I am married to my husband for 36 years. Wow. His name's Troy, and I have two children, Corey, and he and his wife live here in Chillicothe, and then Hannah, who is engaged and lives in Cleveland. She's going to be married in June, and so we're wedding planning. Mm -hmm. um, I work at RCCA. I'm a preschool teacher there. I've taught preschool for many years but I've been at RCCA for the last eight years and I teach the three-year-olds, which is lots of fun. Mm -hmm. They are lots of fun and you get so many hugs and so many um, funny stories and it's, it's just a blast. We have so much fun doing it. Yes. So. That's... And you are dearly beloved oh. by all of your children. <laughs> well, thank you. I love them that much too. And I always tell the kids that, um, even though you're not in my classroom, you're always going to hold a piece of my heart because they do. And I have kids that my first group that I did has graduated from college already. Um, I've had kids that have messaged me and told me, you know, how they're doing. And it just makes my day to, mm -hmm. to hear from them all. I love it. I love it. I worked in daycare and my probably the closest group of preschoolers that I had, um, I had them for several years and um, they graduate this year. Oh, that's awesome. And so it's this every, you know, they have that senior Sunday thing on Facebook and each week their parents are posting like preschool pictures and they're like senior Sunday. And I'm like, stop, they're not seniors. That's yeah. how I know them. I know them as the three-year-olds yes, and four-year-olds. They're supposed to be preschoolers. <sighs> what happened to them? Yes. <laughs> like I remember their preschool graduation and now they're, so it's, I, I love it. I do too. I have kids that I had when they were a little bit older, when they were like seven or eight that now are married and have kids of their own. And I follow them, you know, we're friends on Facebook and we still keep in touch. And so I just, I love that. It's part of the beauty of living here too, in a small town. Yes. Yes. Well, and I'm getting now to where some of the parents that I've had actually remember my son and my son in, um, school or remember my daughter in school yeah. and it's like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> small world yeah very small world so and it makes fun. me feel really old <laughs> but you're not <laughs> oh, I feel it. um well your story is so special mm -hmm. um and personally for me it's some it's one that is very very special for me um not, it has nothing to do with me, <laughs> but it's just, um, I will pass this over to you in just a second, but I just, um, I remember when I first heard it from someone else 
and the very cliff note version. And I just sat and cried. Mm -hmm. And then when you and I got together last, last year, two years ago, two years ago, and you shared it and I just was completely blown away. And actually when I started this podcast, you were one of the first people that I thought of and I Mm -hmm. knew that the answer was going to be no right away. So I thought, Mm -hmm. well, let me get into it a little bit. Let me do this for a little bit. And then, um, and then I'll get her on. So I, I really, I'm excited for every single person that I have come on, but this one has been very long awaited and I'm, it's real near and dear to my heart. And so I'm just really excited for you to share it. So I'll stop talking now and let you do that. So thank you very much. (laughs) So my story could actually be a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, if there's any writers listening to this, you should make it into one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be awesome. (laughs) But, um, so, I don't really know where to begin. (laughs) Uh, One thing I want to say up front before I even start the story is um, talking about God's will. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's why I was ready to do this, because it was God's, God's timing that it was, okay, Heidi, it's your time. You need to do this now. And seeing how God's hand plays in everything. And from when I tell the story, you will see how God's hand has played in, in my life. So, um, I was born, I have a sister and, um, I have a great family. My parents were wonderful. I had a wonderful life. My mother passed away in 2009. She had Alzheimer's. So that was very, very difficult to deal with. Um, my father lived until, um, 2021. And he had moved to, he was living in Arizona. So I didn't really get to see him that much. Um, but he, um, the day that he died, when I received the call, I naturally called my sister and, you know, we talked for a little bit and everything was going fine. Well, she made a comment that just kind of made me think, well, that's kind of weird. Why would she say that? And she said, honey, I just want you to know that no matter what, you'll always be my sister. And I will always take care of you. And I was so proud to be the one to stand up on that bench and announce your new name. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why, why did you announce my name? What, what, what's that about? And she's like, well, honey, you're adopted. And I was about 10 days from turning 54 years old. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I had heard that story. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I have no clue. I've never heard any of this. And she's like, well, dad said he told you. She said, I wouldn't have told you this if I didn't uh, over the phone. She said, I would have told you face to face. And I'm like, well, I don't, I've never heard this. So I said, I'm adopted. I said, where did I come from? And she's like, I don't know. She said, I was only three or four years old at the time. (laughs) And she said, and I said, but does our family know about this? Aunts, uncles, cousins. And she's like, honey, everybody knows. She said the whole family knows all the aunts, all the uncles, all the cousins. Um, she said, there's friends of the family that knows. She said, everybody knows, but she said, mom didn't want us to know. And she said, mom always said that it doesn't matter that we were still part of her. She loved us just like her very own. And you know, because she was adopted too. No, my mom wasn't adopted. No, but your sister, my sister was adopted too. And she said that she was adopted and she found out only one day at a a doctor's appointment that, um, 
that she was adopted, she overheard my mom talking to the doctor. That's the only reason she said she knew about it. But you I never knew that she was adopted either. No, okay. I had no clue. I mean, we look different, but a lot of families look mm -hmm. different. You know, the kids don't look identical. I never, ever thought anything about it. And so um, she's like, well, she said, dad told me that he told you. And she said, I actually have a paper he asked me to give to you. And it had the first three months because I was three months old when they got me. She was, they got her right from the hospital. But for me, it was, I was three months old and it had the paper that was written out that had like, you know, you know, she took her bottle. This is when she slept all night. This is the thing, the toys she liked. And, all, you know, she ate cereal for the first time, all that stuff. And so she ended up emailing that to me. So I had that. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, where was I for three months? I have no idea. Nobody knows. I was in foster care somewhere. So my sister, as we went on on nine, once she told me that my mind went blank and I was at work when I got the call about my dad. So I was standing in the church, walking around in circles, trying to breathe. I was hysterical and I just, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And she's talking about, well, I found my birth mom and I have a brother and a sister. And she's telling me all about that. And I'm thinking, I don't care. I don't want, I don't want to know this. <laughs> and she said, well, I can help you find your family. And I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't want this. <laughs> I just, I need to deal with this. So, um, we hung up and everything and I went back inside and, um, Jenny was wonderful. She could tell immediately when I walked in that things had went from bad to worse and she started praying and it was time to release the kids. So we released the kids and several of the teachers came around and they prayed even more. And that prayer is what calmed me down and it got me home and I pulled in the garage and my husband come out because I had told him, I had messaged him and told him that dad had passed, but I didn't tell him the rest mm -hmm. of the story. And I didn't have time to tell him the rest of the story. And he's like, I thought you'd be home a long time ago. Cause you know, a couple hours had passed. And, um, so he's like, he just, he said, well, what is wrong with you? <laughs> he said, I know you lost your dad, but what is wrong with you? So, you know, I told him that story. Well, I went for a few days trying to deal with it, trying to understand it and praying a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. And I kept saying, God, give me strength. And my favorite scripture has always been Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ mm -hmm. who strengthens me. That's the only thing that kept me going during that time. Mm -hmm. I just kept telling myself, God's got this. He's going to take care of this. I don't understand any of this, but I know it's going to be okay. So a few days passed and I thought, you know what? I'm going to call a couple people that I know might, might be able to help me. So I called my one cousin. And she's like, honey, I don't know anything. She said, I do know you were adopted, but I don't know anything else. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't sure I believed it. So out of the clear blue sky, my ex brother-in-law called. Well, it wasn't really clear blue sky. He called um, to make sure that I knew or to let me know that uh, my nephew had found out because he and my sister had been divorced for several years. So I just wanted to make sure he knew. And anyway, so he called. So we talked for a little bit and something inside of me said, ask him. So I asked him about it and he said, well, yes, I knew that. He said, she, your sister told me that when we first got together and she, he said, I knew that she was adopted. I knew you were adopted. And he said, 
but I don't know for sure who it was. And so he told me relatives to ask. So I waited a day and I called a couple of them. Well, first they would tell me no. Finally, one of them said, you need to call this one. So I called that relative. And after, you know, prodding for a little while, I said, look, I'm going to find out one way or another because I'm going to get my original birth certificate. One way or another, I'm going to find out this information. So she told me who it was. Before she told me who it was, she said, well, I thought you already knew. And I said, no, I don't know anything. Nobody's told me anything. And she said, well, you know who it is. And she said, you talked to her. She said, I remember being in the store one day and she walked up and you gave her a hug and you talked. And I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't know what you're talking about. So she told me who it was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do know her. Oh my word. And I just kept saying, how did, I, how did we not know this? So, um, I went for a few days and I finally went back to work after all this. And, you know, I talked to several of them and they're, they're like, I kept telling them, I said, well, what if she doesn't want to find me? What if she doesn't, what if she's sick? I, mean, I hadn't seen her for a long time. I mean, she's older now. What if, what if she isn't well? And what if her kids don't want me to contact her and all this stuff. So all this stuff kept playing through my mind and I still continued to pray. The girls were praying for me and it was on a Thursday and I go in there and my aide, which is my right hand woman is Alice. And she said, honey, she said, I want to tell you this. You keep saying, what if this, what if that, but look at it this way. What if she had been praying for you? Mm -hmm. What if she had been praying that God would bring you back to her? I'm like, I never thought of that. All I was thinking about was the negative things. Mm -hmm. And that's what the devil wants you to think. Mm -hmm. So I kept thinking about all the negative things. So I went home that night and I messaged her on Facebook because we were Facebook friends even. And she would comment on our stuff. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so I Facebook messaged her and I said, it's been a long time since we've seen each other. Can I... Um, can I get, get together with you? I recently found out something and I want to talk to you about it. So it was two or three days before she contacted me back. And, um, she said she had just seen my message on Facebook and she said, you know, I would love, I would love to get together with you. So she had tried to call me and we played phone tag. Well, finally we got to talk to each other and we just talked about chit chat stuff for a while because Another way that God's hand was in my story was I remember her from when I was in the eighth grade. So we knew, you know, we had seen each other. And then a few years later, when I had Corey, she was his first grade aide in his classroom. And, you know, so I would talk to her every day when I would mm -hmm. go in there. And she always said that she, that he reminded her of her youngest son. And now we know why. Uh -huh. Then a few years later, I have my niece in my preschool class. Didn't know it was my niece at the time. So I met my brother and sister-in-law, didn't even know it. Um, but his other three children had went to the preschool I was at. They weren't in my class, but I remember them being at the school. So all my nieces and mm -hmm. nephews, well, not all of them, but see, two I don't know. I can't even think <laughs> they were at the preschool and, um, didn't even know it. And then, um, of course 
my birth mother, she came to the school and um, she would pick the youngest one up all the time. And then my one other sister would come to the school sometime for activities that we had. So here my whole family is and I didn't even know it. And then um, and then a few years later, I start working at RCCA. They had just left the school. So if I had went a year before that, I would have seen them again. And then this happened. So, you know, God's had his hand in all these different things, having us meet each other and see each other throughout the years, but it was his timing. It wasn't until he was ready for it to happen that it happened. Mm -hmm. So when I was talking to her on the phone that day, I told her, you know, we talked about chit chat stuff. And then I said, well, I recently found out that I was adopted. And she said, oh, honey, I was adopted. So she was telling me her story. And then when she got done with her story, I said, well, I found my birth mom, but I don't know who my birth father is. And in the very weakest voice, she said, is it me? Oh. And I said, actually it is. And she's like, oh my word. She said, I have prayed for you for so many years. So my mind goes back to what Alice said. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord, for having her say that to prompt me along to call her. <laughs> So it was just a few days after that, that we met and it was a glorious reunion. I mean, walked right in and she gave me a hug and cried and it was wonderful. So that's been two years ago. It was March 25th, 2021 that I found that out. I'll never forget that. And two years later, we get together all the time. We get to have family activities and it's amazing. Found out that I have, um, two sisters and two brothers. Here's another way God's hand. Um, my oldest brother I had met, he came and did security at our house. Didn't know that we were related. So God had his hand in mm -hmm. that. We met each other. He passed away, unfortunately, before I could meet him officially. Mm -hmm. um, but I, so I have two sisters and a younger brother. That you also get together with. Yes. Yes. Now, did they know? So my younger brother didn't really know much about it because, you know, he wasn't he wasn't here yet. Mm -hmm. and he he didn't really know a whole lot about it. The other three siblings did. Um, but they didn't the they didn't really talk about it much. Um, so, you know, nothing was really was really said about all that. So and then another way, one thing you had said was at one point when you were growing up, you lived. Yes. Yeah, so when I was born, I mean, when I, when I went to um, my mother and father that raised me, come to find out they were just like two or three blocks away from each other. And had I, you know, they had no idea. I don't know that. And I don't know if my parents knew them or I, I'm not sure how all that, that's questions that I have for my parents, mm -hmm. you know, I had a great life. My parents were wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were amazing parents and I was super, super close to my mom. And I felt, I mean, when my mom passed away, I felt disconnected. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I didn't feel like I was part of the family anymore. And now I know why it was just, it was the weirdest feeling. And I even said that to my dad one time, which would have been, prompted him to say, but he didn't. And, but in talking to family members, they said, your mom didn't want you to know your mom didn't want you to know. 
but all these other people knew. And then I find out that my close friends knew because they're like, well, your sister told me. And I'm like, but how did I not know? Mm -hmm. Wasn't meant for me to know apparently. Yeah. So now did your biological mom, she didn't know your adopted parents either. She didn't. She didn't. It was, was it closed adoption? It was, then, it was closed assuming? adoption. Yes. Okay. And, um, she wasn't to speak of anything or try to look for me. And that's one of the things I told her when I talked to her that night, she said, I was told not to, not to try to find you. And I said, well, you didn't find me. I found you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I said, you have nothing to feel, to worry about because it's not going to come back on you. I found you. And I'm glad I did. I'm really glad I did. And then your biological dad. So he had passed away, but he didn't know. He knew that there was a baby, but he didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl. So he has no clue. So that side of the family doesn't know anything about me. So that's kind of hard. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, so, but everybody was very open to meeting you. Everybody oh, yes, was absolutely. So when, when, after I talked to my birth mom, the next day I get a message from my brother's wife. So my sister-in-law and she said, you know, we just found out and oh my gosh, we are so excited. We are so happy because, you know, I had their daughter in preschool mm -hmm. and they're like, we had no idea. And to find out that it's Miss Heidi, <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited. So they open arms and my sister, um, my next older sister, she, well, when I, the day that I went to meet my birth mom for the first time, I call her mama. Um, when I went to meet her for the first time, she came, she said, I can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to meet her. And we instantly connected the bond. And she knew my sister that I grew up with. They had went, they were a year apart in school, but they had went to school together. So she knew, she knew my sister and she knew several of, um, friends of our family too. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool that we knew all these same people. And then through her job, she had heard about Miss Heidi, Miss Heidi, Miss Heidi. And she's like, that's my sister. That's my sister. <laughs> you know, now she's like, wow, I didn't know that. That's my sister. <laughs> and then my older sister, um, she, she had some health problems. She was, she's contained at home. So I didn't get to meet her right away. Um, but I, I've, so I finally have met all of them and we get together for the, I'll try to get together for the holidays and here and there as we can. Um, everybody's busy, you know, my, um, brother has four kids, so that mm -hmm. keeps them very busy. Mm -hmm. So, and they just recently had a grandbaby. So, <laughs> so I have a great niece. <laughs> <laughs> and so your sister, um, that you were raised with your adopted sister, does she get together with them too, or is it separate or how? Well, she also lives out in Arizona. So she doesn't get back here very often, gotcha. but I mean, they, they talk on the computer all the time and, um, she was going to come here and then, um, there were some health problems, so she didn't get to come, but she was going to come back and meet all of them and, and interact with us. So, you know, she's in contact with them too. And then is she in contact with her birth family at all? I'm not sure how much she talks to them, but I know she has talked to them. Yeah. So I know she does. She has talked to them some. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so neat. It's <laughs> so, so neat. It's so neat. Um, at the time I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> and there's still times that I think, I think back and I, I, it just kind of gets me because I know I'm blessed to have this time with her. I would like to have known years ago so that I could have had a lot more time, mm -hmm. but I'm just thankful for the time that, that we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take just a bit and tell you about my amazing, amazing partners. First up, Roast Coffee. They have the best coffee that you will ever taste for sure here in Chillicothe, Ohio, but maybe the best coffee that you'll ever taste in your whole life. No joke, it's the best. If you are looking for just a strong black coffee, I highly recommend the Americano. If you are looking for something sweet, you cannot go wrong with a Cubano, hot or iced. And if you are a tea drinker, I cannot recommend the London Fog enough. It is incredibly delicious, especially on these cool days. It's kind of like a hug in a cup. They also have some really, really delicious fall drinks that are absolutely delicious. They have a homemade pumpkin spice latte. Listen, Starbucks has nothing on theirs. It is homemade pumpkin syrup and it is absolutely fantastic. They also have a fireside latte that is probably my favorite. I love it. They also have um, some seasonal foods. I had the peach toast the other day. It is delicious. I think they're getting ready to take that off the menu. So this might be your last week to try it out. So if you haven't had it yet, go get it. Also, I've got Sweet William Blossom Boutique. They are in the peak of homecoming season. And so they are staying busy and they are absolutely amazing at everything they do. I have seen these corsages and boutonnieres that they put out. And if you are still in need of one, contact them. It doesn't get any better than them. Also, they have my favorite chocolate-covered strawberries. They've got gourmet apples, all kinds of goodies. Go check them out. And last but not least, Maggie and Me Candle Company. Oh my goodness, they have the best candles ever. Go check them out on their, I would recommend you go to their Facebook page and check out. Uh, they have some collaborations with businesses downtown and they are amazing. So go check them out and see what scents they have at which store and then go get them. Oh my goodness, their fall scents are my absolute favorite. And so this is my favorite time of year to get candles from them. Go check them out. And whatever you do, whether it's Roast Coffee or Sweet William or Maggie and Me Candle Company, uh, when you do go check them out, be sure to let them know that Alina sent you. Now back to the episode. What I think is really neat too is it's like the Lord, it's almost like he gave you like one family to share the first part of your life with and then another family to share the last part of your life with. Yeah, that's kind of true. And I've thought of that many times before too. And it's just, 
when I think about it, I get overwhelmed, but it is amazing. Yeah. God is good. He is. And I think, you know, it's all what I have for me, like in this, this summer, if there's, there's a few specific lessons that I feel like he's taught me. And one of them is perspective and what perspective are you going to choose to look at? And it would be very easy for the enemy um, to try to steal the blessing from you and get you to focus on all of the negative of, well, why didn't they tell me? And why, you know, I could have had more time with them or I could have, you know, could have should have what is and all of the questions and whys and everything. And as humans, we're always going to think those things and we're always going to have those be passing thoughts, but we don't have to stay and dwell there. And he would want you to. Um, and that is a perspective that you could look at. Or you could look at the perspective of number one, you know, maybe you wouldn't be able to have the closeness um, that you have with them if it was earlier. You know, maybe this, your siblings wouldn't have been as open 10 years ago as they are now, you know, and um, but also, you know, maybe you wouldn't have been able to be as close to them because on your end, there would have been guilt of, I feel like I'm betraying my parents by trying to form a relationship with these people. You know what I mean? And so to see though, how, you know, you don't know the whys and you don't know the answers and you won't know until you get to heaven, but you, we can, so we can speculate, but it's like to view it from the perspective of like, but Lord, like I had, like you said, you know, the perspective that you do, I had this incredible life. I had these amazing parents who were wonderful to me and I'm so thankful for that. And then where a lot of people, you know, lose their parents and then that's it. It's like, he gave you this second chance of like having a present mom, having a mom here in the present with you and having siblings and nieces and nephews and things to live life with. Um, And even with your sister being in Arizona, like he gave you family here where, you know, before you would have her in Arizona, but not really have anybody here with both of your parents gone. And so it's just this really neat thing where I just, I feel like the Lord just cares so much about families. And I feel like this is an example of it. Like he, he didn't want to leave you alone. And so he provided you this amazing family to love you and to be there and to walk this second half of your life with you and to give your kids grandparent, you know, to give them a grandma who's still going to be there on Hannah's wedding day. Exactly. And she got to be there for Corey's wedding day. Yeah. Yes. And she was with you to pick out Hannah's dress. Yes. And you know, all those things, the way that, your adopted mom would have been, she right. got to be there. So you, you got to have a mom there. Right. And so, you know, there's still, there's a void of like the mom that raised you and stuff, but then it's like, but you get to have a mom there. And that's, it's so cool. It it's is so, so cool. cool. And, and, you know, I, that was part of what I was going through. Do I try to find my birth mom? Is that, would that make my mom upset? Would that, you know, would that make my dad upset? Would, you know, and then, but then also at the same time, (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, I love them dearly. It's just because I want to find her has nothing against them. Right. You know, I love them dearly. And I hope, 
And that's what I kept telling myself. I hope mama's not mad at me because I did this. Yeah. And, you know, I think my mom would have loved my birth mom Mm -hmm. once she got to know her. Mm -hmm. And um, she reminds me so much of my mom. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just amazing how God works things out. And, you know, several relatives told me that I was chosen. And that year in preschool, one of our um, spring concert songs was the song Chosen. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget it. You know, we're standing out there doing the motions we were practicing one day and um, the teacher beside me looked around, looked over at me and she knew that I was kind of getting choked up over the song. And she goes, honey, you were chosen. Mm. She said, God chose you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me so hard. I just started bawling right then and there. And I'm like, you know, that's God chose me to be with the parents that raised me. Yeah. God chose me to find my birth mom when I did. Yeah. And I just feel so blessed, yeah. so thankful, so blessed. And I tried not to think, even though I was upset that I wasn't told, why wasn't I told? I kept thinking, okay, I understand why mom didn't want us to know. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But I'm not going to let all of that yes. put a damper on all of the good things. Yes. And that that was hard to do. Yeah. But, and even with the timing, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm sad and I'm grieving and now I'm confused <laughs> and exactly, you know, and all of so the feelings that come with that. But it's like, but even with that, it's like, instead of having to walk just the grieving process and just be sad, it was like, he gave you this hope, right. you know, and he, he put that little seed of hope and then it turned into joy, you know? And so it's kind of, you know, he, I've heard, and I I always find it so interesting, you know, we've seen it happen a lot where, you know, somebody will be grieving and then they have um, a surprise baby or they have a surprise grandbaby or something. And it's like, we weren't expecting to have another kid, but it's like, but you can kind of, yeah, (laughs) but you can kind of see from the outside looking in, like, I feel like that's like the Lord saying, like, here's something to be joyful. Like, here's something to bring joy in the midst of your pain and in the midst of your sorrow. And for you, it wasn't a baby, <laughs> but it was, it you know, was here's a family. Yeah. yeah, my family. Exactly. And so um, just the kindness and the the faithfulness of him, even, you know, like you said, to be in the details of even that, like, he's like, hey, don't, you don't have to just be sad. You don't have to, you know, just grieve. Here's, here's hope. Here's some joy for you to focus on and, God and to so have. Good. He is so, so good. He is. And um, it's, you were talking about, um, being chosen and stuff. And I told you my life first, um, I've shared with you before and, but is Deuteronomy seven, six out of all the people of the world, God chose you to be his own special treasure. Yes, and he had to make me that sign yes. that's hanging in my hallway. So I, I see love, it every morning when I, I get love up, that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, because it's my story and it's your story, it's everybody's story in our own way, but you know, for me, um, you know, he chose me over and he, he put me in an orphanage over in India. And then he chose my parents to be the ones to, you know, come and get me and bring me to little old Chillicothe. And, (laughs) you know, and for you, (laughs) and for you, you know, how, I mean, just how cool, like you're here, 
Like you're, you were raised here and then your birth family lives here. Like it's just out of all the places that he could have placed you, he put you here. Because when my um, sister found out where her birth family was, they didn't live anywhere close to here. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, you also think, how did we not intertwine more than what we did? Mm -hmm. It's just, it was God's timing. And his protection, his like, I just really, I feel that, like, I'm not saying like, I know for sure, but I just really feel like it was protection. Like who, however, whatever he was protecting you from, I don't know, but I just feel like it, it was a protection thing. Like he opened the door when it was going to work for everybody. Right. And, um, and just how, how beautiful that is. And, um, yeah. And it is, you know, I know I also do understand the other side where it is hard to like, you know, I, I think if you're adopted and you know that you're adopted, there's always that side of, you know, I remember watching like the, the videos where you would see people meet their adopted families for the first time. And just having that thought of like, I wonder what that would be like and not, you know, again, I was raised in a wonderful home with wonderful parents and, you know, but you just have that. I wonder what that would be like. Mm -hmm. And you still have to wonder. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, so there's, there's heart in that, but then on your end, you had no idea. And then you got hit with it at almost 54 years old of, yes, it was a whirlwind. <laughs> and so there's heart in that, but, um, in the hard choosing to see the beauty. Yes. Definitely. So I love it. I love all of it. It's, it's amazing. And another one of my favorite scriptures, and this kind of goes along with everything we've talked about is Jeremiah 29, 11, mm -hmm. for I know the plans I have for you plans to pro prosper, um, to prosper you, not harm you plans to give you hope and a future. Mm -hmm. And look at what he did for me. Yeah. I am so, so thankful for that. Yeah. There's one, I think it's an Isaiah. I don't remember, but um, it is an Isaiah, but where he says, you know, the plan, the Lord's plans are not our plans. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so it's like, you know, we can go around the bush all the time of, well, I wonder why, I wonder why, I wonder why. And it's like, because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, that's just where we land and we trust him. And so I just think, man, how sweet will heaven be one day when like, all of you will be there. <laughs> It'll be amazing. It'll be a family reunion. Yes. <laughs> of the new and old. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, is there anything that you want to make sure that you say that I didn't ask or that we didn't touch on? Um, I just hope that anybody that's listening to this podcast today um, just knows that it's God's timing. Our time is not his time. Mm -hmm. We may want things now, but that's not how God works. And there's reasons why things don't happen when you want them to, but in God's time, they will happen. You just have to stand strong, stand firm and trust in him. Yeah. That's yes. so good. And know that he's, he's working always, always like, working, even when we don't realize he's working, even when we don't realize that there's anything for him to be working out, you know, like he was, exactly. he was 
all of those years, all of those 53 and a half, almost 54 years, you know, he was preparing your heart for that day. He was preparing all of their hearts for that day. And, you know, none of you had any idea, but he was working, you know, he was working to make sure that everything would be smooth and that everything would be wonderful and beautiful and that it would be nothing but joy. It wouldn't be overshadowed by guilt. It wouldn't be overshadowed by, but this person doesn't want anything to do with you or this person doesn't want anything, you know, but everybody was, was ready, was willing and was open armed and, you know, open hearted about all of it. And it's, it's just amazing. I still look back and think, I think, how did I get through that? But it was because I can do all things through Christ. I mean, Mm -hmm. I relied on him. I leaned on him. I listened to worship songs over and over and over and over and over again. Um, That's what got me through it. Everybody praying for me. The girls I work with are wonderful. They prayed nonstop the whole time. Yeah. And it's, it's just amazing. I love it. (laughs) Well, what, what is he speaking to you now in this season lately? What has he been speaking to you about? Um, so I keep, I keep, you know, just telling him how thankful I am that I have this and to enjoy the moment. You know, that's, that's what I feel like he's telling me, um, spend as much time as you can together and just enjoy this season. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy being with your family and, and, you know, getting to know them better and better all the mm-hmm. time. Um, and yes, I did debate back and forth all summer (laughs) about doing this podcast with you. Um, part of it was, most of it was nerves. (laughs) Part of it was, I didn't want to offend, you know, I didn't want my mom and dad to get Mm -hmm. mad at me. I didn't want to, um, you know, offend anybody in any way, but, um, I've just felt like him telling me just in the last couple few weeks, even before you even messaged me he just kept telling me, you need to get with Elena. You need to tell your story. Um, I will never forget it right after, right after all this came out and about. Um, well, actually it was before this, it was back in 2017. I had a cancer scare. I, um, luckily that we caught it right in the beginning stages of it, but I can remember, um, at school that year, Mr. Wright told me, he said, um, this time next year, honey, he said, you're going to get through all this. This was before I had my surgery. He said, you're going to get through all this. And this time next year, you're going to be able to tell your story. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that. (laughs) The following year at our spring open house, we did um, miracles. Mm. And Jenny asked me to stand up and say, tell about my miracle. And I was like, I can't do that. No (laughs) way. Not in front of all those people. There are hundreds of people there. And she said, yes, you can. And I prayed before I went out there and I went through it. Uh, one of the girls was teasing me. They said, now how am I supposed to follow that? You had the entire room crying when you told your story. And now I have to follow that. <laughs> but that was also going through my mind during this. It's like, I need to tell my story. Yeah. I need to have people know that there is hope out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you didn't know that you had a birth mom or you do know that you have a birth mom, mm-hmm. when the time is right, you'll find them. Yeah. And or, that time may be on the other side of heaven yeah, and it's okay. Exactly. 
you know, and, and your story may not, you know, for those of you listening who are in, you know, that place of just wondering about God's plan for your life and whatever, you know, let this be an example that he's in every single detail. Yes, you know, he, he cares about, you know, like you said, you, you may not see it in the moment. You may be asking, you know, God, where are you? But when you get on the other side, you can look back and see, oh, he was there. He was there. He was there. He was there. And, you know, when you, it's so special to me when you said that, you know, she had Corey and how she said he reminded her so much of, um, her son. And it's like, you know, being able to even remember that detail and to be able to see that, you know, he, the Lord allowed, you know, his grandma to love on him and to form a connection. I remember when we talked the first time you said like they had a special connection. They did. Yes. She had, apparently, according to my sister, she had his picture on the refrigerator for years after that. And she would say, this is Corey. And they're like, who's Corey? What are you talking about? We don't know this kid. (laughs) She's like, he reminds me of my, you know, your brother. And um, they're like, oh, mom, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But now, you know, and I know. Yeah. And And they do. They are identical. They Mm -hmm. act so much alike. It's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, you know, I know your biological mom and, um, and I know, you know, she's, she's been around kids for decades, which is why I'm around kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the family. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, you know, like of all people to have his picture on the refrigerator for years, you know, it's just little details like that. Or the fact that, yeah, you're a teacher and, you know, that wasn't even on your grid of why or anything, but it's like those gifts that the Lord just is yes. like here. This is part of who you are. And it was something that was passed down to you that you didn't even realize was passed down to you. Yeah. Had no and clue. so <laughs> I think it's just those things, you know, you're, for those of you listening, like, you know, your story may not be adoption and it may not be that, but it is just, you need the reminder that he's in every single detail of your life. And there will be seasons that you go through that you don't understand it or that you question things there will be a time where you will be able to look back and go, oh, you were working. You were doing things over here when I didn't see it. And you were, um, there's a, oh my goodness, there is a line of a song. It's by Casting Crowns. And it says something about um, how when we get to heaven, we'll look back like how he's creating this puzzle and how we'll get to heaven and we'll be able to look down and see how all the pieces, how all the pieces fit. Yes. And, um, so, you know, if you need to be reminded of that today, know that, you know, you may not understand right now, or you may have situations that catch you by surprise and you're like, Oh, didn't see that coming. He did. Mm -hmm. And he goes before you, he goes behind you. He is with you in the present working every single detail out and working all things together for your good. Exactly. He is with you always. Yeah. And you know, I even teach my little three-year-olds, all you have to do is pray. Just talk to him. Just tell him your need. Tell him what you're scared of. He will be there. He will help you. Yeah. He will get you through this. Yeah. And he got me through it. Yes. Don't know how, but he did. (laughs) 
Yes. And it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful story. It's one I remember, like I said, I remember the very first time I heard it, literally, I just sat with my jaw dropped (laughs) and like tears just streaming down my face. And I was like, what? (laughs) I can relate. My, my jaw was dropped too. (laughs) So it's just beautiful. And I, I thank you for, for sharing and for being here. I know that you know, we joke and say, oh my goodness, it took you forever. But for real, I know that it is hard. You know, it's hard. There's a part of us, you know, the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so the enemy wants to do whatever he can to keep our testimony locked up. And um, it brings freedom for you. And it also brings freedom for other people who hear it and need it. And so I thank you for being here and sharing and just for being you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And I do feel much, much better now that I have my story out there. I just hope that it does help somebody in some way. Yeah. Just know that God's always there for you. Yeah. Well, I love you, sweet friend. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's about all I got. It is Oh, that story is just so special and just so incredible. Like, it's just one of those things that you just can't make up. You know what I mean? Like, could never make that up. But it's also like, I wish somebody would turn it into a movie because, oh my goodness, it's crazy and beautiful and powerful. And it just, to me, it shows the Lord's kindness in a different way. And, um, I just love it. I love it so much. Um, you know, most of you, I would think at this point, know a little bit about my story. Um, but if not, you know, I'm adopted and I knew at an early age, I was adopted when I was 14 months old. My parents told me at a very early age. So it's something that I've grown up knowing. And while I can't speak to every person who's been adopted, um, I would venture to say that a lot of people who are adopted have this curiosity of, I wonder what my birth parents were like. I wonder, you know, we have, you hear about the nature nurture, you know, you get things from people that you're around, different qualities, different characteristics you pick up, but then there are things in you that you know, were biologically given to you. And so I can see with my parents, you know, where I'm like my mom in some ways and like my dad in other ways and things. But then there's the the curiosity part of, well, I wonder what I got from my biological parents. Was it, you know, this personality trait or this characteristic or this facial expression, or I wonder if we had the same mannerisms or whatever it is, you know, there's that curiosity and, um, and it's just there. And it's something that will probably always be there until I get to heaven and Jesus can answer all the questions. Um, I'm sorry, but, um, but then there's the side of, you know, Heidi's story where it's like, she lived her whole life thinking one thing, you know, with parents and that loved her and adored her and, and, you know, were there. And then as a grown adult learns, oh, actually you're adopted and you have this whole other set of parents and, you know, and so had the opportunity 
you know, to meet her mom and to see, you know, her biological mother and see some of that nature thing, some of those nature things, some of the characteristics and the mannerisms, some of the things where she can go, oh, oh my goodness, I never would have known, but I see I got this from you. And I just think that's so cool. And, and, you know, like I shared with her, it's also neat to me anyway, you know, that, that now she has this other mom to, and this other family with siblings and things that she gets to walk through, you know, this part of her life with. And I just think that's so beautiful to have someone to be a mother and to love you and to have siblings now that can surround you for the rest of your life. It's beautiful. Um, and I just, you know, again, like I think it is just the kindness of the Lord and the kindness to, um, to keep hidden what needs to be hidden for as long as it needs to be hidden, but then to reveal things in his time. And he's just so good. And he's so faithful and I'm so thankful for her story. I'm so thankful for her being willing to share her story. I just think it is beautiful and just also not only the kindness of the Lord, but also just shows how big of a God we serve. I mean, it's just an unbelievable story and one that only he could write. So I love it. I love listening to it. Like I said, I just hope that Someday there's a movie made about it. <laughs> I would watch it. Um, but it's just beautiful. And I pray that it encouraged you. I pray that it pointed you closer to Jesus and that you were just reminded that he is big. He is great. And just when you think that you've got him figured out, you really don't. He is so faithful and he is so, so good. I love y'all. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will join you back here next week for another episode of Pour It Out.